And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another edition of the Pug and Cop Boxing Show. Mike Cobbinger here with Lance Pugmeyer of The Athletic. Today we're going to be joined by Jose Chan Zapata coming off his epic war with Ivan Baranchek that headlines Saturday ESPN+. And we probably have the fight of the year and the knockout of the year. So we'll have Jose talk about that memorable night. And then we're going to get into a bit of a preview of the Emmanuel Neverete Ruben Vila fight this week. We'll also talk about Gervonta Davis and Leia Santa Cruz welcoming fans to San Antonio on Halloween, as well as dive into some more news, notes, and what we can expect on the boxing schedule in the weeks to come. And if you're listening to the show and you're liking it, anything you can do that helps, please like, subscribe, rate, review. And remember, if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can do so now for just $1 per month. All right, let's get started now. Now we're going to welcome to the show Jose Chan Zapata, coming off that epic fight with Ivan Baranchek. Jose, thank you so much for the time and welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me. Um, everything, it's, it's good, uh, especially right now, you know, after, after this fight. Everything is going great. I feel great. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I had never seen anything like that. I mean, you guys just kept trading knockdowns. At what point in the fight were you confident that you were going to get the best of him? Um, I think I think the last two rounds, uh, the last three rounds, where where I was able to knock them knock them down, and and he wasn't able to knock me down. Um, I think I was I was getting the best of it. It's. But it's it, it was it was a hard fight overall, man. It, it's it's you're just thinking when you're in that situation, you're just thinking about uh, knocking him out, and 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 that's it, you know. And and uh, he was thinking the same thing. We were throwing blows, hard blows. I uh, I think I think we weren't even boxing no more. We we're just trying to go for the knockout. Yeah, I mean, you had that fight uh, over the summer. You were supposed to fight Baranchak in July. He suffered a rib injury, and you fought Kendo Castaneda instead, and that um, was far from a fight of the year candidate. <laughs> Did you ever expect that you'd be in such a fight? No, you know, you know that um, you always dream of of being in a fight like that, but but you actually you know you don't plan it, you know, and 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 just it, it came out this way, and and uh, I wasn't expecting it. You know my my style. It's it's boxing, and and I try to make a miss. I'm a slick fighter, and no, I never thought about uh, about being in a fight like that. But I did dream of it many many times. <laughs> the thing that I was wondering about Jose as I was watching the fight is a couple things. First of all, when you get knocked down, I mean, you know, especially twice in a round, do you feel like you know the fight is slipping from your grasp? Go ahead and ask, answer that one first. 
Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, the the first time I got knocked down, I was like, "Oh my god, am I gonna lose this fight?" Like in in my mind, I was I was uh, I was thinking like, "Whoa, you know, it's the first time it happened to me, getting dropped to a headshot." Mm-hmm. I got dropped in, in in you know to the body, but in the fifth round, this time it was the first the first round, and and I got dropped to the head, and uh, yes, and, you know, a lot of things went through my mind, but. But most than anything, it was like, all right, this is this is it, and and either either I I either I knock him out or he knocks me out. But everything, I think, all the boxing skills, the strategy, the plan, everything went to trash, and I just you know we just started going at it, throwing hard bombs. You know, you mentioned the headshot. Um, after that happened, you know, when your bearings get scrambled and you're still dealing with the pressure of the fight and still trying to win this fight. How quickly did you regain your senses? Uh, it was there were flash knockdowns, so I always was 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 aware of what was happening, and um, it was it was it, I was always aware. And when I when I dropped them, um, I was like, okay, you know, this is now this is a fight, and and it's it's for it's for it's for grabs. It's it's whoever wants it more, and. Um, it's just, yeah, it just, it was just whoever wanted it more and, and, and it was going to be victorious. Wow. Um, yeah. Jose, you know, when you talk about it always being your dreams, being one of these kind of classic battles, what was the fight for you that really inspired you? Was there, was there a particular, you know, favorite fight of yours that you go back and watch over and over? You know, you know that it's funny. Cause I always watch, uh, I always watch, I don't know, I want to call it crazy fights before, like, like the same day of my fight uh, in the morning, I try to watch all these crazy fights. And I'm talking about like, like, I don't know if you guys seen this fight, uh, Edwin Valero against Mosk, uh, I believe it's yeah. Mosquera when he won the championship, yep. where, where Edwin Valero got dropped two, three times. And then he came back and dropped them, you know, five, six times and ended up winning for KO, you know, crazy fights like that, like, uh, Maybe this this last Saturday I was watching in the morning I was watching Pacquiao against Morales the first one really yes so I'm always watching fight great fights like that and and they get me motivated and 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 I you know I think like hey if this guys can take this this much punishment and and do this much damage I could do the same and and it gets me motivated and man uh, who knew you know <laughs> something like that was gonna happen. Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't been in a, a serious fight like that, can you describe what you were feeling in the immediate aftermath, um, injury-wise? I mean, I, you went to the hospital with Branchek, right? Yeah, I was in the hospital. They did a, a scat scat scan for me. Uh, I was I was I was good, you know, in the scan. And and yeah, I, I ended up next to him. I even um, I even opened the curtains and I said, "Hey, you know." great fight uh it was an honor fighting with you wow you know being in the same ring and um and he said the same he was real nice he was he was he was uh he said yeah thank you man and um injury wise i think i was i was uh you know i was more sore than anything i wasn't really hurt i i i did get a little concerned because when i was next to baron chick on the other on the other room I did hear the doctors telling him about his scat scan coming out uh, um, 
derrame cerebral. What is it uh, showing? Um, um, he had he had he had CAT scans and and, and uh, b uh, bleeding bleeding in the brain, uh, like potential bleeding in the brain on both yeah, sides. That's Hmm. that's what i that's what i heard and and i got a concern you know you, you know you you never want something like this to happen and um so when i heard that then i was waiting for my cat scan um uh, so i was worried a little bit you know and um but everything came out good for me and and thank god everything everything came out good for him too the next day he was able to get out of the hospital thank god yeah i mean that was uh that was a brutal knockout. You know, you're going to get fight of the year. I can't imagine anything tops it. And uh, you could have knockout of the year too. It's, it will be an honor, man. I, I it's it, it right now. I'm just trying to take all this information in and, and it's, uh, you know, I've been in boxing for 10 years and I've been, it's been a lot of bad experiences in, in boxing for me. There was that at one point I almost, um, retired uh, after the the Flanagan fight when my shoulder uh, popped out in the second round that was the worst experience I ever had in the boxing mm. and you know but and now uh, I think it was worth it to stay in in boxing and it was it's this last fight is you know it was worth it man everything that I'm I hear everything that I see and, and comments and everything social media it's 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 paying off now I think yeah, and when you talk about bad experiences, Jose, I thought you beat Jose Ramirez. I, I think I scored it for you 7-5. Um, mm -hmm. I, I didn't think it was a robbery, but certainly that was a fight you felt you won, yeah? Yeah, I did. Um, a lot of people did. I, I, I watched it many times. I keep watching it and nowadays. I thought I won, but like you said, um, you learn. You live and you learn. And, and, and I do think maybe as a, a – as a, him being a champion, I think I needed to to take it for. I needed to do a little more because I was in his house. I was he was a champion, so I learned that. Um, I'm not mad. It's it's boxing, and you know, uh, but yeah, the the bad experiences overall. There've been there've been really bad experiences because after I don't know if you guys know after the fight with Flanagan. I try to go right, right back uh, uh, to go fight again in two months, and then I had a um, a headbutt and no contest. So that was when I was thinking, like, hey, maybe this is not for me, you know. Yeah. So this fight it, it pumps me up and and it makes me say, all right, you know, now now I, all the work it's it's worth it. Yeah, and certainly, Jose, I mean, like Mike was saying, watching that Ramirez fight, I mean, to me, even though it was a loss, it was your coming out party because people really knew how good you were. You gave him such a hell of a fight. But now on top of this, it's like, okay, now everyone knows who you are. Um, I wanted you to just uh, reflect on the one moment, you know, you get knocked, you get a knockout against the ropes where you fell back into the ropes. And then you come right back and, like Mike said, delivered what will probably be the knockout of the year. Take us through those those instances. Um, when I got knocked 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 down uh, the last time, when mm -hmm. I got knocked down and went and went into the ropes, um, uh, I knew I was in a war. Like I said, I knew I was in a war, and and I wasn't gonna back down. I wasn't really hurt by that punch. Um, what I thought first thing I said, this guy's going to try to come and finish me if he thinks I'm, I'm done. Uh, cause he knocked me down. So he's going to try to come and finish me. 
and um i was by by this time i was already countering him i i already had given him like four or five counters good punches so that's what i was thinking like hey this was this guy's gonna come and and try to knock my, knock my head off i'm gonna just counter him and boom that was a that was a last punch yeah, and you certainly now are in position to fight the winner of the uh, likely-to-be-scheduled Jose Ramirez-Josh Taylor fight that will probably take place by the latest, you know, early 2021. But in the meantime, I've been told that you would also have interest if the WBO strips Jack Cattrall of the uh, of his belt that you would want you would have interest in that fight, or maybe if even if uh, Tiafima Lopez decides to move up to 140 after his uh, October 17th fight against. Vasily Lomachenko. What is what is first and foremost in your mind about what you want to do next? Well, like everyone else, I I won the title belt. Um, I know I've, I know I had two opportunities before, but I, I I really feel after this fight I deserve the third title fight. It doesn't matter which one. There's four organizations. I'm willing to go with anybody and with, uh, with whoever, you know, and, and, and for any title organ, um, for any title out of the four, I think I, uh, I went with the most fearful guy without a title, without anything, um, on the line, which mm-hmm. was with Baron Chick. So I think I deserve the title now. And, um, I wouldn't mind to be honest in the past, in my, in the past, I I've made 135 before. So I wouldn't mind to go down and fight the the if possible fight the winner of of Lopez and, and Lomachenko. I I could make one thirty five. No doubt Anything about it. Anything that means the title. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Great. No doubt about it. I think when you look back on this night, there's nothing but celebration in your mind. But I think like when you get back to the gym, maybe you're gonna look at that fight and say like, okay, I left myself open a little bit. Um. Is there was there any kind of you know disappointment or frustration in the fact that you did get knocked down that many times during the fight what did you take from from those moments um yeah i i i never thought about getting knocked down four times in a fight i mean it was, <laughs> it was like i like i said i always seen myself and i think everybody that knows me has a slick boxer as somebody that makes you know makes you miss and makes you pay and getting getting dropped four times, it, it, you know, it shows me more than disappointment. It shows me that it shows me more about myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows me that I could get into a war, uh, um, uh, that I have the courage, that I have the heart to to come back and 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 finish 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 what I started. Well said, uh, Jose. When you look back on this night years later, what do you think is going to be? The lasting memory from that night. Ah, um, uh, I guess overall the the just uh, the win. I guess uh, um, it was it was a, it was a dark fight. It was a war in there, and 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 the the last knockdown. It was it was a relief in a in in a sense of saying, "Wow, this is this is over." You know, it was, it was actually a relief, like saying, wow, this, this is over. It's, and I won. So <laughs> that's, that's what I'm taking. Well, yeah, Jose, yeah, congrats on uh, my great night and a night we won't soon forget. And uh, I think, I think all the fans thank you as well. I've seen nothing but, you know, sheer excitement from everyone. Must thank be uh, a mm-hmm. most, most be amazing feeling. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. And, 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 uh, a lot of calls, man, a lot of calls, family members. And, and one thing, one thing, I don't know if you guys know is, is it's crazy. Cause it was, it was, this was for my cousin, the one, uh, uh, who passed away, Luis, Luis Carlos de Anda. And I don't know, I feel somehow he was, he was there with me in, in a new experience and, and helped me out, man. It was, it's crazy. Well, you, you definitely, you definitely pay tribute to him, huh? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us, Jose. We really appreciate your time today. Congratulations. And we uh, can't wait for your next fight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all you guys. Hey, everyone. We'll be back in a minute after we hear a word from our sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Thank you so much again to Jose Chanzapeda for the time. And thank you, of course, as well to his manager, Steven Reimer, who cleared up the CAT scan issue. If you're not already following Jose on social media, you can find him on Twitter at Chanzapeda, C-H-O-N, and on Instagram at Jose Chanzapeda. All right, Lance, look, I thought Jose was incredibly insightful, uh, very honest in saying that he wasn't sure he was going to win at some points. Um, and I was interested to hear that he said he always dreamed of this kind of fight and that he watched that amazing fight between Morales and Pacquiao, the first one, uh, the morning of the fight, uh, one of my favorite fights for sure. Who can forget Morales turning Southpaw in the 12th round of a fight he was definitely winning. Uh, but look, I, I, like you said, I think Jose deserves a really big fight now. I thought he beat Jose Ramirez. He's clearly one of the five best 140 pounders. And I hope he can get something soon. Uh, Regis Progre is, you know, that would be a great fight. Progre is tied up with Juan Geraldez on that undercard of Geronte Davis, Santa Cruz and Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if not, if he's getting, while he waits for the winner of Taylor Ramirez, who would you want to see him fight Lance? Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what the WBO uh, does. I actually had a conversation with uh, Sunday with the uh, head of that uh, sanctioning body, uh, Paco Varcosel, and he said to expect some breaking news this week on this subject. Um, um, does he have the balls to strip Jose Ramirez, who is doing nothing more than trying to unify all four titles, you know, in that division, which he should not be stripping him. But, you know, there's a lot of sentiment that um, Jack Cat- Catterall deserves uh, an, an opportunity as the mandatory fighter. So they've got a decision to make. If he gives that belt, you know, it gives the opportunity to to Jack for, you know, taking on that title fight, then obviously Zapata can go in there. And like he said, he wants to fight for a title. So that would be a perfect opportunity. I think, again, Mike... We look at this guy, we saw it, we saw it in the ring on Saturday night. 
this guy w- is willing to do whatever it takes to really prove his greatness at this point. And if he additionally had the opportunity to uh, fight Tiafima Lopez, if he leaves the 135 pound division, I'm sure he would do that as well. So, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, as much as we sometimes will criticize guys for shirking uh, the fight that people want to see, this is a guy that stepped into the fray immediately, uh, not only being so willing to, but like you said, using that fight as motivation. I mean, we always wonder, Mike, what, what guys do before the fights, right? I mean, I cannot believe this guy sat down and watched the classic just to say, like, you know, I'm going to go be in one now myself. Yeah, you love to hear it. And Lance, if, if they were to strip Jose Ramirez, that would be another in a long line of awful sanctioning body decisions. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, sanctioning bodies are an absolute joke. <laughs> I can't stress it enough. And, you know, we need we need more unified and undisputed champions. And it seems like anytime there is someone that becomes undisputed, they do something to take it away. But uh, hopefully that nothing happens there with Catterall. He can wait his turn. Uh, Catterall is under MTK along with Josh Taylor. So I would be a little surprised if, if that were, if that were to happen, he gets strips where now you're going to have Josh Taylor fight for three tiles instead of undisputed, but I guess we'll see what happens. Um, you know, um, in the meantime, I was also interested to hear Jose say he could go back to 135. He's definitely a smaller 140 pounder. Um, so look, if he wants to go to 135, that weight class is loaded too. You have yeah. guys like, I mean, who wouldn't want to see Jorge Linares, for example, against Jose Zepeda? Oh, yeah. I mean, and like you said, that division is so uh, loaded with, you know, the Garcia and Campbell uh, fight coming up. You got Lomachenko and Lopez. I mean, this guy, uh, to me, he, he first he first made his presence known to me, really, when, when I saw him fight Jose Ramirez. But I was so impressed with, and he re- alluded to it in the interview, just the guts that he showed in this fight. I mean, a lesser man would have easily found a reason to say, I've had enough against Baranchek. And he, you know, he was definitely bringing the power and knocking him, knocking him down. But he, you know, showed just a, a heart of gold. And, you know, moving forward, this is a guy that is definitely a player in both divisions. Yeah. I mean, real scary to hear Jose recall. Uh, the doctor talking about bleeding the brain potentially, but glad Branchak has left the hospital and seems to be okay, relatively speaking. And we wish Ivan Branchak a speedy recovery. Yeah, uh, he certainly deserves it. He's been a he's been a great action fighter over the years. You know, gave uh, gave Josh Taylor a really good fight. Former champion, um, a nice guy. So you know, he left the- it all online too. I, I don't think he's a loser here. Yeah, the beauty of the fight, Mike, was that the, you know, the defensive holes that these guys had, right? That they were able to take these punches and, and go down and all that. I mean, and it did, it's clearly, I mean, it's the best fight I've seen this year, uh, by far. Easily. How, I mean, I guess the only, the only thing that I was like hedging on a little bit was that it seemed like with no fans there and, and maybe didn't have the excitement that we're all used to. I mean, it did from Bernardo Osuna, Tim Bradley and Andre Ward who were calling the fight for ESPN, but it didn't have the excitement and there was no like world title on the line like there was with Corrales Castillo. But how great was this fight in your mind? I mean, it was an excellent fight. It was the best I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. But I do think people were getting carried away on social media. And look, it's classic prisoner of the moment. Yeah. I saw someone claim that it was better than Hagler Hearns. Like, please stop. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. not, let's not get carried away here. Right. Uh, I saw other people saying it was the best fight they've ever seen. And, you know, look, it wasn't any of that because the, the stakes matter. 
and mm-hmm. the stakes were not that high in this fight. Uh, atmosphere matters too, like you mentioned. So you know, I mean, I've I've been ringside for much better fights. Uh, Pacquiao Marquez four. Uh, I, I think I would probably put Sergio Martinez Paul Williams one ahead of that too. Although you know that's a closer debate. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the knockdowns, the early knockdowns in this fight, were off balance shots. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, it ended emphatically. That kind of put it over the top for me. Where I, I was like, all right, this is already a crazy fight, and to have that kind of brutal uh, ending. You know, it's funny too. You know, mentioned defenses. Jose Zapata usually does have pretty good defense. He's he's a pretty slick boxer. Branchek, no, but uh, I think Jose, maybe like you said, he really just wanted to, you know, show his medal in there and, and be involved in the classic. Uh, but Lance, what, where would you put this fight? I mean, it is way up there. And let's be honest with you, Mike. I want to. I'll, I'll give the people who are saying it's the best fight they've ever seen. I'll give them a little bit of a break because maybe they they had never seen, you know, the the Hagler Hearns uh, classic. Maybe you know it, it's been 15 years since Corrales Castillo. It's been a, quite a while since Gotti Ward. And so it has been quite a while. I mean, I, the, the ones that I compared it to was the third uh, Israel Vasquez, Rafael Marquez fight. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just think that, like, I remember seeing Tim Bradley and Provodnikov just going oh at God. it in, in basically the same arena. That was, a, that was a great war. So we've seen some great wars over time. This one, just like, I was just stunned at the number of knockdowns that both men were um, taking on and the fact that, you know, it ended so, like you said, I mean, so shockingly with Bronchek down and out and actually kind of a scary scene there, Mike, for a minute as we're, uh, waiting for him to wake up. It was, it was boxing at its highest drama. And, you know, as, as, as much as we've wanted, uh, the fight game to be getting back into business the way it, it always has, I think this is the fight that takes it there, Mike, because now we're looking at this loaded, uh, fall that we have. And, you know, now with the news that, that you broke that, um, Leo Santa Cruz and Gervonta Davis will be moving off that October 24th date that was going to compete against, uh, the Khabib Nurmagomedov, uh, lightweight title defense in the UFC to October 31st in San Antonio with fans in attendance. That's another uh, great thing for the sport. All right. Now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We have a ton of good fights coming up. You know, this week, Emmanuel Neverette against Ruben Villa. 
Um, I think that's a really nice clash of styles. Navarrete, a volume puncher who comes forward, and Ruben Villa, a slick boxer, could be could be another really good fight. I mean, Villa doesn't have much power, but I'm interested to see that one. And you know, we have what we have next week. Obviously, the Lomachenko Teofimo Lopez fight. You know, that might be the best fight on the schedule all year. I mean, mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that one. I can't see it being anything but a great action fight. Then you have um, the week after that, we have the rescheduled uh, Showtime main event between Sergey Lipinjens and Kruder Tillo. That's I can't. That's going to be a war, no doubt. Uh, a week later, like you mentioned, now we have Javante Davis, Leo Santa Cruz on Halloween, and now at the Alamo Dome, which has been hosting a lot of big fights. And yes, Lance. Um, you know, it was supposed to be October 24th saying that the Alamo dome was busy and had a, an event that day, but it also is an added bonus for PBC to get out of the way of that big UFC fight. And I've had some fans say on Twitter, Oh, look, it wasn't conflicting. Uh, you know, Khabib is going in the afternoon, but I don't think, I don't know how many people are going to sit at home and watch like nine, you know, what, eight, nine hours of fights and spend $150. So, uh, I think it's a good thing that it's getting off that date. Also, on I mean, Halloween's going to be loaded, Lance. Yeah. We have Inouye versus Maloney, Jason Maloney on ESPN Plus that night. And we also have, during the day on the zone in the U.S., Derek Tesora against Alexander Usyk. Ton of great fights, Mike. No doubt about it. Now, let me ask you this, because I know you did a lot of reporting on the Davis-Santa Cruz situation. Was that something that they did acknowledge that, look, let's, you know, let's take a uh, deep breath and get away from that October 24th date? If the UFC is coming at us trying to, you know, take away some of our profits, this is the perfect uh, solution? I mean, I think they're happy to get out of the way of it. Sure. I mean, they, they know it's bad for business. Um, and I want to give props to PBC for that, right? Because we always are quick to criticize when someone's counter programming. So, uh, I don't know that it was the chief reason they got out of the way. I think there was a, it was a scheduling conflict on the 24th with the Alamo Dome, but I think that, that it was an added bonus, and uh, they were definitely cognizant of it, uh, especially after the Chargo pay-per-view, which we reported did over, um, it's probably going to do over 100,000 pay-per-view buys uh, that conflicted with that UFC 253 headlined by Israel Adesanya against Paulo Costa. So, yeah, look, always better to get out of the way for pay-per-views. Um, and I, I, I'm excited. Javante Davis is a big ticket seller. Leo Santa Cruz has a following. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be that's, that's going to be the first major fight with fans. Yes, it'll be interesting to see how many fans they let in there. We know that the the Alamo Dome has at a capacity, I believe, of of about fifty thousand uh, in there. I I covered the Canelo Alvarez Austin Trout fight inside there. It's just a massive uh, building. Oh, you were at that fight. Okay. Yeah. What was it like for someone who hasn't been there? It was, you know, it was, it was, it was good, Mike. They did a great job. I mean, look, it's Texas, which is a, a very strong boxing audience. These people were very enthused um, to watch, you know, again, it was Canelo on, on his way up uh, f- fighting for that 154 pound belt. It was uh, very enthusiastic. And look, I mean, the fact is, I mean, you've been to some of those fights at, at uh, AT&T stadium outside Dallas, even though they are a little bit uh, far removed when they're in the stands per se, they have uh, big, great big screens in there. They can see the action. And it was a very festive occasion. And I'm sure, you know, the fact that it's on Halloween, it's going to make it right before the Day of the Dead. I'm sure that's going to be a very uh, festive occasion as well with uh, Leo Santa Cruz in there. Um, you know, you mentioned a good point, Mike, and I wanted you to elaborate because I know you talk to the pay-per-view people a lot more than I do. 
Charlo does uh, the Charlo doubleheader does over a hundred thousand buys. Javante Davis, we know, you know, we can see this popularity as it has has become, you know, with those with those fights last year, and we've got a known commodity in uh, veteran Leo Santa Cruz. Do you think this fight uh, threatens to get as high as one hundred and fifty? I think it does more than 150 lands. Wow. I think it could do 200. Although I wonder how Halloween is going to affect it. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it depends, right? Here in LA, there's really not as much going on. Bars are still closed. Um, outdoor bars are open, but I mean, look, talking about Halloween, one of the biggest bar nights of the year. Mm-hmm. Certainly in places like Texas and Florida, people are going to be out, um, especially if you're of a certain age. So. I wonder how that might impact pay-per-view buys. But I think Javante Davis is a rising star. I could see him definitely doing in that uh, 200 range or maybe around there, maybe a little less. But uh, I would say over 150 for, is my projection for sure. Um, and you know, speaking of another potential pay-per-view, Wilder Fury 3, seems to be a lot of uncertainty right now. You know, uh, they're, they're trying to welcome fans back. Uh, I don't know why they don't just go to Texas and get in, you know, if they can pull in 10,000 fans or maybe more, maybe that would be enough. But I'm not sure what's going on there. It seems that, you know, they, they can't solidify a date here. No, it's a great idea, Mike. I mean, obviously, when you uh, they'll have the the benefit of of seeing how successful that card is, seeing how many people uh, can attend, and you know, we know already that fans have been let in for the Cowboys games, and so you know, look the 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 whole. Unfortunately thing- for the Cowboys fans, and not defense yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the the whole thing about that fight is the live gate, right? They've got to have that live gate money. Mm-hmm. So now if they know like, hey, our window to to seek is to go into Texas, why wouldn't you do it? I mean, this is a, like we said, this is a, an audience that loves the sport. You can actually look around and say, boy, there's a, some great fighters that are actually coming out of Texas who are becoming world champions right now. And, you know, this may be the, this may be the, um, the place to strike, strike gold really for this fight. Yeah. Cause I, I keep hearing Aaron talk about, you know, uh, the home of the Raiders in Vegas and they're just not allowing enough fans right now to satisfy those purses. Uh, I believe they're going to let in around 250 fans for Loma versus Lopez, but those are all going to be first responders. Hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to see how this experience works out in Halloween in San Antonio, both in terms of ticket demands and uh, with the COVID protocols and hopefully everything's safe. Yeah, there was some good news uh, on on the pay-per-view front, uh, Mike. Uh, as of Sunday, Bob Arum told me that he did not expect there to be any pay-per-view viewings uh, possible in the UK for Vasily Lomachenko and Tiafima Lopez. And that was, you know, obviously going to be quite a shame considering that Lomachenko's last fight was in the UK. But we got word today in an announcement that the um, entity Fight TV will take on the UK pay-per-view and that fight will be shown there. Great news for all the uh, impassioned fight fans uh, overseas. Yeah, it's going to be uh, $9.99 in pounds. So that, that comes out to, uh, you know, over $10 uh, in US dollars and it'll be on EIR in Ireland. So, you know, I, I can't wait for that fight. It's a great one. Uh, we also have uh, news today of Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce um, now set for November 28th, and that's being pulled mm. off pay-per-view in the UK. That'll be on BT Sport, and I expect that to do a big, big rating for Frank Warren. And uh, it'll be the, I'm assuming that'll be on ESPN Plus um, in the US. That'll be my that'll be the anticipation. I doubt it'll be on ESPN. So yeah, look for that on ESPN Plus in the afternoon, November 28th. Great heavyweight fight. Um, 
Otherwise, I think that's pretty much it for today, huh, Lance? Oh, for sure, Mike. It's been a very busy week and obviously a very positive week for the sport. And like I said, I mean, I think that everyone involved as we look ahead to the schedule is uh, very excited about uh, the the fights that are still to come. All right. Thank you, Lance. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. That's our show for today. Uh, and thanks again, of course, to Jose Chanzapeta for chronicling that epic fight with Ivan Branchek. If you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can do so right now for just $1 per month. So head over to theathletic.com and subscribe. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone.